More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is We know Haney doesn't give a shh Silencing critics, eliminate misses Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better Everybody knows the name, read about it We're golf teachers, hall of fame, never doubt it It's time for the truth, here's our dude You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney it's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. Hank Haney here with you this morning. You know, we've been talking a lot about the uh, coronavirus, obviously. Everybody has in the, in the world. And one of the things we've talked a lot about is the, the sports impact. What it's had to do with not only uh, the PGA Tour and the LPGA Tour and European Tour and so on and so forth, but the whole world of sports, uh, NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL. I mean, every 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 sport is, is affected. Of course, the whole world's affected. One, one thing that you know, we've been wondering about and I've been wondering about is its effect on college sports. I mean, first, we'll... Uh, college football be played this year. Will that actually happen? Will it will it start on time? But also, it's bigger impact on uh, college college athletics and, and just colleges in general. You know, I was I'm thinking to myself, well, if everybody's used to taking classes online now, are they really going to rush back to pay fifty or sixty thousand uh, dollars to go to a, a university and, and attend it, especially? If their parents have been hard hit, like you know most most parents have, and I know I have been uh, hard hit with this uh, fallout from the the coronavirus, so a lot of the the ways that we see things 
and uh, you know have have uh, known them to be in the past, I think are, are definitely going to change. I don't think there's any doubt about that. One of the the things that has caught my eyes is, is a couple of the universities that are already. Uh, dropping sports programs. I saw one the other day on, on ESPN. And then another one uh, hit hit home a lot closer because a, a good friend of mine, uh, Chris Hill, is the, or was, uh, the golf coach at St. Edwards University in Austin. I mean, Chris used to work for me down in the days when I had the uh, Hank Haney Jr. Golf Academy down in, in Hilton that he's an absolutely fantastic coach. He's had uh, coaching positions at a couple different universities. I mean, there's nobody more dedicated to the uh, game of golf and to coaching than, than Chris Hill. He's done an absolutely fantastic job, phenomenal job at, at St. Edwards University. And he's just as passionate as anybody can be. So he gets a phone call the other day or he got on some Zoom call and I'm not sure who it was with, the president of the university or the athletic director or both or whatever it was. And next thing you know, in one fell swoop, uh, St. Edwards University had eliminated like uh, six programs at the uh, university. Boom. That's it. Done. Finished over. Men's and women's tennis, men's and women's golf, uh, men's soccer, and then uh, cheerleading. And, <laughs> I mean, it's like uh, the 73... Uh, current athletes, uh, you know, done. They all went there thinking they were going to play sports, and uh, the the sports are, are no more. Every one of those programs that they cut was like uh, inside the NCAA. They're Division Two, but it was a top. They were all top twenty five programs, so they're successful, but they're not. They're they're programs that don't make any money, and uh, this is the problem that universities are are going to face. So. Anyway, I, w- I wanted to uh, uh, talk about this this morning and, and just talk golf and coaching in general with my cr- friend uh, from St. Edwards University, Chris Hill. All right, so Chris, uh, thanks for joining me this morning on the Hank Haney Podcast. Uh, how you doing, my man, other than uh, not having a job? Hank, thanks for having me. I mean, I'm, I'm hanging in there. I'm pretty sad, you know, and the one thing I keep, I still have it on my, so a little piece of paper you gave me advice of you know a few years back is when you fall off one mountain no one cares no one um it says when you fall off a mountain go find another one climb to the top yeah no one cares keep working yeah there you go you gave me that you know but and it i'm giving everything i got hank to save these programs for the kids i mean i'm far enough along now in my career where this i it's not about me anymore. I mean, it, I coach for the kids. I, you know, I'm not here for the money. I'm not here for the fame. I'm, I want these kids experience college golf. Yeah. It's, it's gone. Well, you've, you've had, you've had good success. I mean, incredible success with the programs that you've, you've coached. I mean, let, let's talk about that a little bit and then let's talk about yeah. specifically what, what happened uh, at, at St. Edwards Uni- university. I mean, um, okay. You, you you get the let's talk first about what 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 happened here. I mean, you get the a call or you get an email or you get a, a, a notice. You got to be on a video conference or what what happened there? We've been having um, Zoom, you know, staff meetings since the COVID stuff happened. You know, March beginning of March there, and I didn't think anything of it. And we get on this call, and my boss is like, "We have some bad news. We have some personnel that's going to be cut." 
please check your inbox for your next Zoom meeting. Okay, so I that was it. I hop off that one. I hop. I get the invitation to the next one, and it was all the coaches underneath one athletic director. So we have two athletic directors. They divvy up the sports in two. And I just I saw the invitation. I'm like, okay, you know, nothing's crazy going on. You know, maybe they, you know, maybe a trainer or you know, we have another position in the university in our department was getting cut. I because it was all the people that report to Melinda Terry, our athletic director, mm-hmm. and then we they hop on Hank five minutes. And there's there's coaches. Our soccer coach has been here for 16 years. Our women's golf coach 17 years. And then the two tennis teams, the cheerleading team, myself, five minutes, you're done. Here's an email from HR, how to handle that. You'll get an email, how to handle the kids. <laughs> done. Oh, wow. Done. An email on how to handle the kids. Oh, man. A- email how to handle the kids. That's it. Yeah. You know, and they, I asked two questions or one question. I said, what happens if we get the alumni to rally behind us? I mean, is this really over? And then the HR lady that was on the call cut me off and started giving me some other line, some political line. And then the next thing I said was, I'm going to call every alumni and share my passion for St. Edwards. Hmm. And then that was, that was the end of the call. Jeez. All right. So, so you're the, what, what, what all got cut? Uh, men's and women's tennis, men's and women's golf, uh, men's soccer and, and cheerleading. I mean, how, how many, how many athletes is that? 73 current athletes plus all the verbal commitments coming in. So was, we, we, we tallied it between 140 and 150 potential student athletes at this hurts. Oh, wow. What, uh, how many, how many golfers did you have coming in this year? I had three, three coming in. And then I had, it was kind of a weird deal with COVID, you know, with every kid getting an extra year, I had a couple seniors coming back and I was, we were going to have 15 players on the team. Uh-huh. How many did how many did you have before? Uh, twelve. Twelve, yeah. And and, 12. and and how did how did how did that go? Like like with your your with your twelve players? I mean, did did the the school tell you how many you could have, or, or what restricted you to what the what the amount of players you have? That was a topic I can never get figured out because my my boss was pretty adamant I couldn't go above twelve players, and when you take over a new program you need a little bit, of, you need a bigger roster for some depth for the competitive purposes. But I had four players follow me from Concordia university. So all of a sudden it, we were, we, we had a bigger roster, Yeah. but then, you know, they were, we had meetings where they were saying, you know, Hey, we need to increase roster sizes. And they, they went to every male coach and asked them to carry one or two more players to help out with enrollment. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? That's what I don't get. Why wouldn't you do? How many scholarships do you have for for uh, men's golf? Two point four. Okay, two point four. What does it cost to go to school at at uh, you know all in at at St. Edwards? Next year was going to be sixty six thousand a kid. Oh my god. Okay, sixty six thousand. <laughs> There's no like uh, you know in state tuition or anything. Like, sixty six thousand. No. Boom. Sixty six. Okay. And you got and you you've got twelve kids on the on the team, okay. And yep. you only have two and a half scholarships. Yes. I, I mean, I mean, I, I'm not sure if I, I I get this. I mean, you're producing 
you know, $627,000 for the university. Now, it's not all profit. Obviously, there's expenses in there, but the 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 costs are are pretty much you know fixed. You got a certain you, you got teachers you got to have. You got you know buildings that have to have lights on. Yeah, I mean it. It, it that's that's six hundred twenty seven thousand. I, I I don't understand the logic of what you know if you look at it as a business. You know, I don't understand the logic as to what the golf program really is costing or, you know, why you wouldn't want more players on the on the team. To me, like I coach college golf, you know, at, at SMU. And one of the big things was always, you know, can we get access to golf courses? I mean, is that's all, that was the whole thing. I mean, that was the, the, the main thing that limited the amount of players on the team. As long as you've worked it out with the golf courses and you've got the opportunity to have access – I mean, adding more players to the team is just a a, f- a few more golf bags, uh, you know, uh, hats and, you know, shirts or whatever, you know, golf balls. You know, some of that you can get donated or gifted to you anyways. I mean, wh- wh- why why wouldn't they want more players on the team? And, you know, this this is what I don't get about cutting these these programs, to be honest with you. But what, what what's the logic on that? So I kind of I tried to get creative. And when they told me I couldn't have more than 12 and, and there were some pretty harsh talks in there where my boss really couldn't understand why I kept pushing this issue. And I, you know, she was basically threatening to fire me if I brought it up one more time. And I have an email saying, if I bring up the number 13 <laughs> players, I'm, I'm, I'm basically out of a job, you know? Okay. And so I tried to create a club golf team. Like, you know, there was so much interest, Hank, in coming to St. Ambers from kids in Texas and, you know, kind of in the South. that They're willing to pay $66,000 just to come to school there and be part of this. So I, I tried to institute a club golf team and that got shut down. I tried to I tried a JV team and actually my that head athletic director came to me my first year there in the hallway and she said. How quick could you have a JV team? And I said, by the end of the day, I could have eight kids paying their own way for a JV team. And her next, her next question was, what would we do for the golf courses? And I said, well, we would, I would have to work with two different golf courses to kind of, we couldn't have one home golf course. We would have to have two. So I started chipping away at having two home golf courses and things were working. And the way I, and here's, I mean, I had to get creative another way to, they wouldn't pay for memberships for the team. I tried to pay for it out of my own salary, and that got denied. I tried to fundraise for the men's and women's team combined. That got denied. And then so I, had, I, I created two home tournaments, one in the fall, one in the spring. And in exchange, we got memberships at these golf courses. So I could have potentially had 24 kids, 12 at each golf course, and they were willing to give me tee times. And that all got tonight. So I, I was coming up with ways to potentially bring in. Wow, wow, wow. Who's denying that? The assistant athletic director? Yeah. 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 Hmm. Well, wait, I yeah. mean, she, they, they must have. Was, is that a she or a he? She. Well, she must have been getting direction from, from somewhere. I don't know. Or do you, do you think do you think the like the athletic director, the real athletic director, or the, uh, you know, better yet, the president of the university, you know, 
knows anything about this or any has any you know uh, input in this any any there's no logic to this the way st edwards is structured and every coach will agree with this is you talk to your immediate supervisor and that was it and then you couldn't go around the channels you Sanford's is athletics department. You had to follow their channels, and I, 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 I got. I mean, I got in trouble a couple of times for not following the right channel. So I just bit my tongue for a lot of it, and put, you know, I just started taking notes. Well, if you, if you increase the size of your team and you, and everybody's paying their way, yeah, that's another half a million dollars. You're, you're already with with non scholarship players. You're already producing $627,000 for, for the university, that, that'd be a, a, a you know, one point, uh, well, I'm sorry, too quick to do that, $1.5 million. I don't, I don't, yeah. I, I don't, uh, yeah. okay, well, one, one, no, it's sorry, one, one, two, five, one, two, five. Uh, so one, that, that's a lot of money. I mean, that, especially during these times with, with things struggling, the, the way that, you know, they, they have been and they are and they're going to be. I mean, you, you know, we obviously everybody's got to be sympathetic about what's happening here. I mean, I don't think there's anybody that doesn't think or realize that there's cuts coming. I, I'm just not sure if if people in the, the you know, position to, you know, run these, these you know, universities and whatever really understand what the heck they're they're really cutting. I mean, you're cutting revenue yes is what you're cutting i mean it's, it's one thing if you had you know 15 players and they were all on full scholarship okay i get it uh it's yes. one thing if you were paying you know for memberships uh, you got 15 players all on full scholarship you're playing you're you're paying for memberships at, at uh country clubs it's uh you know one thing if you're you got 15 players on scholarship. You're playing in the max amount of tournaments, and you're you're flying to every single one of them. I mean, these you know these these kind of situations. Yeah, it's going to cost a lot of money. But but I don't I don't get it with with golf because you're, it's not costing money. I mean, I, I look at it. You know, I look at this stuff like a business, and that's a business that's creating a lot of revenue for the the. You know, university. I mean, it just it doesn't make any it doesn't really make any logical sense. But but no one will listen to this or you haven't had a chance to present it or what's the deal? They, they won't talk to me. So I uh, I'm very fortunate that I the out the outpour of support has been unbelievable. I have just under um, just under 500 texts I need to get back to. Oh, wow. And then I've been luckily for my wife, you know, we have four-year-old and six-year-old and she's kind of took the the little boys and i've locked myself in my office upstairs in my house and i've called everyone and i'm just sharing the news that we have hope you know we have so we put together a group of seven individuals that are that met last friday with the school's vice presidents and advancement team and there was talks about how to save this you know and our whole message is let's save this let's figure it out and let's work on a solution and they they had a, about a two and a half hour talk they went back and forth on ideas they bounced around different ways to possibly endow it and dial part of it or possibly float the program for the men's and women's programs for a couple of years and let's figure out a financial plan 
once we get out of COVID and once oil, I mean, especially in Texas, once the oil prices go back up and, you know, the thing they keep saying and I keep reading is, well, COVID's not going to last forever. There's going to be, there's going to be people, there's going to be cuts all over college. Right. right? Yeah. There's going to be, I understand a budget cut or a, a scholarship cut, but they, I mean, to cut the permanently cut, programs i mean i always thought the first rule was you postpone something before you <laughs> before you before you cancel well, i mean they got that you know you gotta put yourself in their place too they've got tough decisions to make it's just sometimes i don't think they're making like an in, informed decisions it's uh you know that part that part's really really kind of you know? weird i mean uh, but you feel like they might they, they might be listening a little bit or if they they so they've given you a, a glimmer of hope i went through this with uh, a group of my my friends uh, at the you know with the University of Tulsa because I went to the University of Tulsa and yeah. they, they yeah as you probably know I mean they dropped their golf program like uh, I don't know three years yeah. ago and then you know everybody did the same thing they got together and you know what can we do to save the program and we you know Tulsa should have golf and this and that and. And we, you know, had these meetings with the athletic director and they came up with this list of demands, which was like just craziness. I mean, like, because, you know, Tulsa had four and a half scholarships. So, you know, it's the same kind of thing. Over $60,000 to go there. It needs to be fully endowed uh, the for, you know, this many years to pay for the scholarships and fully endowed to pay for the expenses of the program. And, you know, next thing you know, I mean, somehow we were had to, you know, in a position where we had to, like, you know, a group of guys or whatever had to raise like twenty million dollars and, you know, donate it to university to have a golf program. I mean, the, the demands didn't make any sense. It wasn't like, you know, just like you said, just cover the expenses or cover the cost of of this for, a, you know, a year or two and be able to f- figure things out. It was just like they, they made it so that like it just it couldn't possibly happen. And I mean, that's that's obviously. You know, my my fear that that, uh, you know, stuff like that, you know, is going to happen, you know, in your situation, too. I'm, I'm I'm sure they're, you know, they're shooting for the moon. You know, if they think somebody's yeah. got the chance to write a check, they're going to they're going to try to shoot for the moon to see if they can help the university. I mean, that's, that's you know, that's their job, too. So, you yeah, can't, you know, you can't blame them, I guess. But no, you know, and I, I just I hope that the group of guys I have are putting together a pretty good plan to to just help float it for a couple of years and exactly what is the cost we need. You know, I've put together different budgets and different proposals for the, these guys. And we're, we're hoping that we can meet somewhere in the middle for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. You know, write that check right now for the men, men's and women's team to keep us in business. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, I want, I want to, let's talk a little bit about college golf and hope, hopefully it, it's, it's, it's going to, um, you got to, you got a chance. There. But we'll, we'll take a little break here from our sponsors. We'll be right back on the Hank Andy podcast with uh, my friend, uh, Chris Hill, the uh, coach at St. Edwards University in Austin, Texas. We'll be right back. More than a movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm gonna talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, Chris. Well, let's talk about your your your, your team a little bit. How how you, how you how you did? I mean, I you know I follow you. I catch your your um, Twitter tweets on Twitter, and and always uh you know try to keep in touch with you. you've done a great job uh, at well at all the spots you you've been i mean i'm really uh, proud of the job you do as a, as a as a coach and you're you're just you're you're so passionate about but le- let's let's talk about your your team a little bit and the success you 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 had um okay hey, let's, let's let's talk about you know your program at st st edwards i mean you guys were a, a you're you're playing division two right Yes, Division okay. Two. Yeah, and you guys had gr- great success, huh? So the 18 of the last 19 years, St. Edwards has made the Super Regional Tournament, which is like in basketball, it's equivalent to making the the March Madness, the top 65 teams, which is it, it's hard to a year in a year out, it's hard to be sustainably good like this, right? And, and 
yeah, I mean, I took over last year following there's, I mean, I'll go back. There's been a great line of coaches. So since 2000, we've been division two. We were NAI before that for years from the seventies, but since, since, um, 2000, um, Mark McIntyre was here, who's went to college at Charleston, and then now he's at Middle Tennessee State. Ryan Murphy, during his time, um, he came second and third in the NCAA. He's lost in a playoff for the national championship, and he's now the head women's coach at the University of Texas. And then Todd Olemeyer, uh, before me, was here for nine years, and they were top 25 and winning tournaments and graduating kids. and. And then the women's coach, you know, I, I give, she's from Austin and she, she coached the men for a year in there. She started the men's program and she's from Austin and she has one of the best women's teams in all of golf. You know, hmm. she's one, co- she's one coach of the year, um, nationally, eight conference championships. Wow. You know, eight. She, I mean, I think she's she's qualified for the tournament the last straight 14 straight years, the NCAA tournament, which is even harder on the, the ladies' side because there's fewer spots to go through. And, you know, it's just tournaments after tournaments of both the men and women's team just, you know, competing and, you know, and, and winning. But we get great kids. It's our GPA. You know, we get great kids that just happen to play golf. Yeah. You know, and that's the fun part about Division Two is I'm getting kids that want to be in Austin, want to play for me, and we built a great schedule where we had a chance, you know, to potentially I, I contend this year. We were we were trending the right way. We had the mix of the seniors, we had the, the freshmen were developing, and then we had the the juniors, you know, and sophomores, kind of where you typically that's your heart everyone was developing and we were, we were kept getting in the final group going into the last round and getting in contention and we weren't playing our best golf yet. And these guys were starting to really believe that we don't have to play well to win. Hmm. And that moment, the momentum was, it was contagious. And, you know, we were about to go on a three week long road trip when this thing got canceled. And as a coach, you're sitting there like the energy is just right. They're playing just good enough. This could be a lot of fun going into this final stretch. I mean, so, so were you guys still playing or what? We got, yeah, we were playing until the COVID stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then, and, and then you know, that happened, which I, yeah. you know, which was difficult enough. And then, and I really thought next year was our year because just the way the kind of scholarship dollars work and the way that everything kind of falls out is I got, um, a, real great recruiting class next year with a lot of help from other coaches across the country is kid from Houston named Drew Murdoch, whose mom, Jenny Turner was on the LPGA and played at Texas. And Drew's dad was the quarterback at Texas. And this kid was getting recruited by everyone, but I played golf with his grandpa and his grandpa, you know, just, he's like, Hey, Drew, Drew was a four sport athlete. And he said, Hey, Drew wants to play golf in college so i had the inside track and i got a great local kid carson vickers to to stay and then university of texas coaches had a connection with a kid from albany new york and and now all of a sudden with the covid stuff ncaa comes and says hey every kid gets another year well all of a sudden i have 
a fifth year grad student gets another year who's, and then I have another senior who was playing in the two, three, four hole for us. He gets another year. And I really, really believe that. Um, yeah, you had a good team. Yeah, things yeah. lining up. Yeah. What? What? Okay. So explain. Explain for for people that don't know. Explain how college golf works. Okay. You you've got uh, five players that play in the tournament. Explain. Explain how it goes. Yeah. So typical teams go from anywhere from eight to fifteen players, and we we play five players per tournament, and eat. And usually they're three round tournaments, fifty four whole events. And each round, you count the best four scores out of the five. So the high score is always um, doesn't count towards the team score. And we play, we're allowed to play 21 competition days a year, which is equal. I mean, basically 10 tournaments a year, four in the fall, six in the spring. And then you have your conference championship, NCAA Super Regional. And NCAA finals. Ten, ten terms because you because you the first day is uh, thirty six holes and then the second day yes. is eighteen holes. Yeah. Yep. The longest day, thirty six holes of golf, where you where you don't even get a chance to sit down. We hand them a box lunch, and you just keep walking. <laughs> uh, and that you know that's because the golf courses are are well. It's for a few reasons. One, so the kids don't miss too much school. Because in in college golf, it's it's different than other sports. I mean, you're you're playing weekdays because you know golf courses are not going to give up their course for a Saturday Sunday tournament. So usually, it's come in late on a you know Sunday, play a quick practice round, and then the 36 hole days Monday. Oftentimes, that's when the course was closed, and then you play the 18 hole day on the second day Tuesday, and then that gives you time to get back to class the next day. So it's a thirty-six hole day, and then an, and then an eighteen hole day. And yeah, I remember my days coaching college golf. It was not a swift day that thirty-six hole day. You know, it, a play bogs down, and it's it's slow, and so on, so on, and so forth. Well, how, so you you play in those t- how, ten terms. How, how how much does it cost to run a college golf program? Give, give me the, the give me some ideas of, of what it costs. Like. Uh, your program versus maybe a you know top NCAA Division One program. So we, with our travel, which and equipment lumped in the one, is um, we were we've been averaging seventy thousand dollars a year between travel and equipment, and then you know the coach's salary in there. Most, I mean, we make, you know, I, I make about $70,000 with everything. So mm-hmm. we had $140,000. And that's with my benefits in there, $140,000. And I'm, I'm going a little bit on the high end for the budget. Mm-hmm. What, do you think, uh, what do you think a budget is at a, at a, a top 10 school, huh. uh, Division One? So uh, um, $600,000 Really? Yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, because, and I know that from the coaches. I won't say their names. But yeah, yeah. Six, six hundred, eight hundred thousand. Boy, I mean, boy. we're 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 driving, we're jamming people in vans, staying at, you know, whatever great deal on hotels dot com or whatever great deal we can find for hotels, and you know, we're eating the best we can. But 
So the, the school gives me $44,000 for my budget. So I have to come up with $40,000, you know, to, or 30,000, whatever it is to offset the difference. So how do you do that? Just fundra- have a fundraiser or We're just get donations? What do you do? I, I eat a lot of lunches and drink a lot of coffee with them. Yeah. We're not, we're not allowed to have a golf fundraiser. Why not? Why wouldn't you do that? I, I don't know. I was, I was told that please drop it. And I don't want to visit it. That topic. I never got an answer in two years. And I had all the debt at, at Concordia. My last year, we cleared $62,000 for one day. Um, fundraiser. Oh, man. You know, and we had a helicopter come in and drop golf balls. I and mean, it was it was an awesome deal. The sponsors, you know, we, we put signs everywhere. And I presented all that I had it in my hand. And even when we were going through the hiring process, I, I had a portfolio. And in the part, portfolio was all the numbers and data of what a one-day golf fundraiser could be. Yeah, that, that seems like that would be a, good, a, a big uh, big selling point. Big, big thing. And I couldn't. I, I never got a straight answer about it. Huh. Well, what do you what do you think is going to happen to to? I mean, college sports are definitely going to get hit. Uh, yeah. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen to to college? You know, golf programs. I mean, what, you know, you're, this isn't going to be the last one that gets that gets dropped. I mean, now it, it I, happens. You know, something gets dropped every year. It seems like. I'd be really worried if football didn't come back. Yeah. You know, because it's. I mean, they're the revenue driver for for everyone yeah you know and it, it do they really i mean some of these small sports like this it's it's great to have you know and i'm i'm biased you're biased we love golf but i mean at the end of the day i mean it, you start thinking about it i mean what, what are we doing with the money but you know yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's scary. Yeah, but, but, but the thing is, what you're doing with the money, it's like when you don't have scholarships and you got a budget that's that small, and you're, you know, we we did the math earlier. I mean, uh, 1.25 million dollars is 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 coming in if you if you had a you know a, a full program like like you wanted to put together. Now, if you do a fundraiser. You know, and and you make you know I don't know fifty thousand dollars from it one point one point three million dollars coming in, uh, you know the the programs costing you you know what uh, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars you got one point one five million, uh, you know it, it minus expenses that are in there f- for those student athletes. I mean, or, you know what's this? You know it's going to be something. I mean, but uh, but you know because I'm sure it's. You know, is sixty thousand or something? It's it's room and board. You know, there's there's expenses in there, but there's definitely profit in there. I mean, unless the university is is full of students and you can't take anymore, why wouldn't you want things? This is what I don't get. Why wouldn't you want things that would produce revenue? This is a this is a revenue producer. That's what this is. You're you're cutting a, a, a sport that. You know, is is producing revenue. It's not like every player. You know, if every player was on scholarship, and you had a you know eight hundred thousand dollar budget plus all those scholarships, I mean, you got a big, big number. A non revenue sport, you got to think, whoa, man, this is not looking good. But when when you've got you know so few scholarships, and you're not spending much money on travel and everything else, I just I don't I, I it's just this one I don't get. I mean, I it just does I, I, unless unless people have not 
The only possible explanation that I can have is that nobody's looked at it this way. They haven't looked at it as a business. Is is somebody going to point this out to them? Yes. Yeah, they they uh, they are. There, there's an account working on a lot of these numbers that for their meeting tomorrow they're going to have. Yeah. And hmm. I mean, unless this, you know, enrollment's not going the right way. You know, yeah. How's that? Way. What's the, what's the, what's the feeling on like uh, enrollment, where it's going with, uh, with, with St. Edwards, but I'm sure it's the same thing, you know, discussion with other universities. I mean, are they just like uh, worried beyond all get out that their enrollment's going to take a, a huge drop? Yep. Yeah. But in there right now is the period of the enrollment where kids transfer and bounce around like the general student body transfers and they re- they rely heavily on transfers at St. Edwards. Hmm. Kids go somewhere, then they come home and they're, they're missing out on that big chunk of money right now. But we, we, we only have, we're un- just under 4,000 undergrads and they're cutting, you know, right away they're cutting 73 of them, hmm. uh, which. That's a big really- cut. Yeah, where our, our undergrad, I got a online right here, is 3680, and they're cutting 73 of them right now. Hmm. Wow. Well, wow. may you know, amazing stuff. All right. Well, I got, I got a couple couple more questions for you. It's always yep. fun to, to learn about this stuff. Uh, we'll take another break here from our sponsors, including Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. If you've got aches and pains, arthritis pain, back pain, shoulder, hip, knees, whatever, whatever it is, Give Voodoo Pain Relief Cream a try. You can get a free two-week supply. There's no reason, absolutely no reason not to try it. You can't do better than free. And, uh, you know, the reason I put that up there is because I know that when you try it, you're going you're gonna to like it. All you have to do is just go on the website, voodoopainrelief.com, look at the testimonials, and you'll see what I'm talking about, and try it out for yourself for free. Free two-week supply, voodoopainrelief.com. We'll be right back on the Hank Any Podcast with Chris Hill. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough. 
that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, so Chris, this bodes the, the, the question. Um, I mean, you've done a great job with these programs that you've, you've been at at Concordia. What is it called? Concordia? Yeah, Concordia. Concordia. And uh, I mean, you know, you're, you're a, a passionate guy. You've proven you don't have a lot of problem uh, finding another, another job. Uh, I mean, you've, you've had some some good coaching jobs. You, I know you're fired up about St. Edwards and what you've done there, and you've got kids that you're passionate about. I mean, I know that's how you are. I I, I know you well enough to know that, you know, you don't want to leave, you know, without trying your best. But I mean, is there a part of you that's just like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go find another coaching job? I mean, you just settled in Austin. I mean, what? what give me the give me the scoop here. What what what's what's motivating you here? I really believe in St. Edwards, you know, and I really believe that where it's located in Austin, and then the we played 27 different golf courses oh, last wow. year. I mean, the, the people around town are it's it's awesome. You know, and we piggyback off of University of Texas, which is down the road. Yeah. And those guys over there are Coach Murphy and Coach Fields are some of my best buddies. And they, they really help the program, you know. Um, no, I mean, I think I was meant to be in this position for a reason. And I, I'm not really – I've had a couple moments where, you know, my little guys come into my office and – they talk to me and they talk to me about, Hey daddy, where are you going to coach next? And that hurts, you know, cause this is yeah. the job. Even, even when I was back at the university of Houston, it was a job that it, I always wanted. You know, my wife is a pediatric nephrologist, which is a children's kidney doctor. And they were, they were really recruiting her since 2012 to come to um, Dell children's hospital. And this is her, She's she's climbed the ranks over there. She's put her heart and soul into Dell Children's, and then Dell Children's expanded to a medical school, which is run by University of Texas, and it's a perfect opportunity for for her. We live in an awesome neighborhood. 
with we moved in the best school district um yeah for your kids and yeah. It, yeah and i got a four-year-old and six-year-old that play golf and play hockey and you know I, i'm i'm having a blast yeah 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 but i think i was put here for a reason hank i think it was to fight this fight and i'm gonna do everything i possibly can and if it works great and if it doesn't there you I, go I like I, it. I, mean, I like, I like the I like the attitude. That's the attitude you always have. So I mean, I, I wouldn't expect anything uh, less from you. It's uh, it, it's a story that I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna hear more about, not just at St. Edwards, but at at um, other universities. Because I mean, these are tough times. I mean, there's not you know, I mean, there's no doubt about it. And people are making tough decisions. I'm just not sure they're making you know well informed, good business decisions. I I, I wonder. You know, and I'm not just, you know, singling out your university, but I just wonder at, at, you know, other universities, if, you know, people that make these decisions really have any earthly idea what what they're doing. I mean, do they, you know, I mean, they're academias, maybe. I don't know what their deal is. I don't know. But are they really businessmen? Because this doesn't sound to me like a very smart business decision. I mean, I'm, I'm more of, a, you know, looking at things from more the business side. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, I assume, you know, most golfers are pretty good. I assume your, your, your kids are good students and so on and so forth. GPA is, you know, we, a couple of years ago, we just won the NCAA award for top GPA for all college golf. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, and, you know, and, and then we pull up, you know, fundraising. Yeah. They have a, they have a calculation where it's like fundraising per kid. And we are number one in the athletic department where the calculation for fundraising. Really? Yeah. I mean, oh, it, the does, does anybody look at this stuff when they make these decisions? That, I, 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 I don't know. Wow. That's unbelievable. I, but these, right. these are all, these are all questions that the committee is going to start digging into a little bit more because the guys on the committee have invested financially into this program already. And they've seen, they know the financials. I mean, it's, they know that their kids staying in a super eight hotel that we're not, you know, we're putting three kids in a room and yeah. they know, I mean, the, the money, I mean, the money's there, you know, the money's there. Yeah. Yeah. And the, 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 the awesome part about this whole deal, you know, the silver line, I guess is, um, I send out an email before and after every event, you know, and there's, there's about 700 people on this email chain now. And, Oh, wow. That's good. And the, I never would have imagined the support that's come from this. Oh, that's cool. It really is cool. And people are, I mean, people are willing to, even in these tough times, people are willing to help out financially. And it, 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 that's the part that really makes me warm inside and keeps me fired up is people really want this to happen. They want these college athletes to share stories about the van rides and compete at all across the country. And I, it's, I don't know, Hank. I mean, it's our president's retiring at the end of 2021. Um, I've never spoke to him. Um, I, hmm. it's, I, I, I know this. I know every building on campus is completely redone or rebuilt, except for our athletic department. Hmm. You know, you walk around campus and every they just put a, they just put a new rec center in. It just opened in January. Hmm. You know, but you walk around campus, if you, you can see every building is new and shiny or redone. And then you come around the corner to our 
our, our athletic fields. I mean, the, the baseball fields run down, tennis is run down, our gym. I mean, here, our basketball coach, has, he, I feel terrible for him, Hank. He, last year, they lost in the Sweet 16, and he was ranked inside the top five or six all year. They go on, and then they come back with the same group of guys this year, make a huge run again, and they're number four in the country. Oh, wow. and, they're ter- and, and they're about to start their NCAA tournament. They do a regional tournament, but they were driving to the regional site to start the NCAA Division II basketball tournament, and they were having lunch at McAllister's, and that's when they found out this was canceled. Oh, man. Yeah. And we found, and we, we found out from Twitter. We didn't even find out from our boss. Yeah. I mean, it, the, the word already spread on Twitter. And this guy, he had a 29-game home winning streak. Oh, my seasons. gosh. It, it, you know, I and he never had a chance to compete for his either due to COVID. But, yeah, I mean, the, it was a really exciting time around St. Edwards right now with all the sports. Every sport's ranked in the top 25. That's incredible. It, That's it is absolutely incredible. You walk up and down the hallways and the coaches, like I felt like the young rookie or the intern talking to all these coaches because they're just, they've won so much. You see all their awards and here comes this young Canadian guy just looking around like, oh boy. I mean, <laughs> oh man know. well you belong you, you, you you'll you'll figure it out you'll land on your your, your feet do something that uh contributes to golf you always have and yeah I, I know you will and um i'm, I'm gonna be following this i, I know people that are listening are gonna want to be updated so uh we'll we'll uh we'll be cheering for you let me know how let me know how you how you do and and how the, yep. the whole thing comes out and uh chris it's good to talk to you my friend and uh hang in there okay Hey, thanks for being a great mentor to me, Hank. I really do appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. You've uh, a lot of people, uh, you know, don't take the mentorship and, and do as much with it as, as you have. So I'm, I'm proud of you, and I appreciate you saying that. All the best, bud. Thanks, Hank. Oh my God. I mean, I tell you what, I've been, I've been, you know, thinking about this stuff even more. I mean, the stupidity. Of some people, I mean, I you know, I I dealt with uh, athletic departments when I was a, a college coach, and you know, some of the people that are in these jobs, like uh, running the athletic departments, I mean, they are absolute idiots. I mean, idiots. This whole story is just so stupid. You know, think think of just this is just a math equation. That's all it is. Here you got a university, you know, St. Edward's University. Cost sixty six thousand dollars to go there. Okay. Uh, you know, do the math. Just figure it out. The guy's got Chris Hill, he's got fifteen guys on his team. He's got two and a half scholarships. You know, twelve and a half times sixty-six. The guy's bringing in eight hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars in revenue for the university. It's costing $144,000 on his budget. That's the, that's net in the university $681,000. On those 15 players, it's their, their, their net cost, it's $45,000. Now that's not the 66 that they're getting, but unless you've got unless you've got people waiting in the wings, Unless your admission is full and you got people waiting in the wings to pay more than $45,400, 
This doesn't make any sense at all from a business standpoint. And this is how stupid people are that are running athletic programs and universities. They are in a lot of cases. I'm sure there's some smart ones, but but this makes no sense at all. And the guy, the guy said that he would he would raise money through a fundraiser. It's, it's a no brainer. It's an absolute no brainer for a golf program to raise fifty thousand dollars doing a fundraiser. It is just like you, you can do it every single time. Every year you can do it. It just is that simple. Somebody will donate the golf course for a day that you, you bring in people, you, they play with the kids and you, and you make $50,000. If you do that, if they let them do that, then the way it nets out, when you do the math, all of his students that he has, his student athletes that are good students, the, they're bringing in fifty-five. Done the math. They'll bring in fifty-five thousand four hundred dollars. Okay, that's what they're bringing in per student athlete. Okay, that he's got at that university, Saint Edward's University. They're trying to charge sixty-six thousand dollars. Okay, they're ten thousand six hundred dollars off of their normal price. That's all they're off. That's it. Now, you can't tell me that they wouldn't. Ex- if, I, if you went in there, if you go to this university tomorrow and you say, you know what? I've got 15 students that I can sign up tomorrow. 15. I know your price is 66000 but you know what? Times are tough. COVID-19. Uh, you know, everybody needs business. I've got 15 students, but I want I, I want to sign them all up tomorrow, but I'm only going to pay $55,400. I'm not going to pay $66,000. Are you telling me they wouldn't take that? Of course they would. I mean, come on. Are you kidding me? Is it, I mean, no matter what they're doing to get students. It's costing them something. They got a marketing budget. They got an advertising budget. They're paying a recruiter. There's no chance in the world that there's not cost involved with getting students to the university. And not to mention the fact that when you have golfers playing, you've got a golf program. They drive around in your, your van with your name on it. They you represent your university playing in different places. And by the way, when golfers graduate, they usually are pretty good about donating money to, to universities. The, the, this kind of story is, is, is pretty normal, to be honest with you. You hear it's the same, the same thing happened at University of Tulsa. And, and the, the people that are running these universities and these athletic programs that are trying to make these cuts, I mean, they're just they're cutting their nose to spite their face. They, they, they don't know what they're doing. They haven't sat down with a calculator and a pen and a piece of paper to figure out what is this really costing because it makes no sense at all. But anyway, it's a inter- interesting story. We'll follow, I'll keep following this and see, see what happens. Uh, that, that was... Uh, enlightening conversation for sure. All right. Remember the call-in number, uh, 833-426-5763, extension 801. Follow me on Twitter, at Hank Haney. Email questions to hankhaneygolf at outlook.com. And uh, most importantly, hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app or the Apple Podcast app. Wherever you get your podcasts, hit the follow button, and we'll be right there every day 
with the Hank Haney Podcast. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll be back again tomorrow on the Hank Haney Podcast. Thanks for tuning into the Hank Haney Podcast. Listen, follow, rate, and share on iTunes, on the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can make your thoughts and questions heard by emailing the show at hankhaneygoff at outlook.com. And you can also tweet me directly by sending your tweets to at Hank Haney on Twitter. Caney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.